Good morning, everybody, and welcome. We're in chapter 128, section 13, learning about the month of Elul. And today, in particular, we're talking about going to visit people buried in a cemetery. There's a custom on the day on Erev Rosh Hashanah to go visit a cemetery. And today we're going to learn both what some, some customs about going there, and second of all, how is it even halachically appropriate to go to a cemetery when there's a clear verse in the Torah that says, Vidor shall hamesim, you're not allowed to talk to a dead person. So seemingly it's something that's not allowed. Let's see that inside, page, um, chapter 128, section 13. On Erev Rosh Hashanah, people customarily go after the Shachris prayers to the cemetery to pray at the graves of the righteous. Okay, so there's a custom to go and pray at the graves of the righteous before the Day of Judgment. What do they do there? There they give charity to the poor there. That means they, there's a custom at the cemetery to give charity. Additionally, the custom is and recites many supplications. You really pour out your heart. What's your goal at the cemetery? To arouse the holy righteous ones who are interred there in the earth to advocate for our good on the Day of Judgment. So the first reason you go there is you're actually praying to the people buried there to plead your case before Hashem. That's the first reason. Additionally, because it is the burial place of the righteous, this place is holy and pure. And prayer is more readily accepted there since it is recited on holy ground. So you're going there not to... The, sec the first reason says you're going there to pray to the people buried there. The second reason is saying you're going there because since holy people are, people are buried there, the ground itself is holy. And because the ground is holy, and since it is recited on holy ground, then the Holy One, blessed is He, will act with kindness in the merit of the righteous. So you're, you want to go to a holy spot, pray over there. Better than Beit Knesset? Yeah, in, in a sense, it's a, it's a holier place, yes. Yes, I'm sure. However, Kitzer continues, one should not direct his prayers towards the dead who, are, who lie there. Don't talk to the people buried there. Because this borders on being included in the prohibition of requesting assistance from the dead. In other words, sorry, not don't talk. Don't Talk is one thing. Don't go there and requ request to quote exactly to request assistance from the dead. Rather, one should request from Hashem, blessed is he, that he should have mercy on him in the merit of the deceased righteous, the, the people who are buried there. Okay, so we're going there and, in, and we're asking Hashem in the merit of the people buried there, he should forgive us. Any questions so far? Now we're going to get into some more particulars of, this, of customs in a cemetery. Upon arriving at the cemetery, if he has not seen the grave for 30 days, there's a special blessing you say, which is he must recite the blessing of who fashioned you with justice. Okay, so if you haven't been there in 30 days, you recite this blessing. Additionally, 
Upon arriving at the grave, he should say, Yehi Ratzon, may it be your will, Hashem, Shethemenu Chaso Shalploni, Akavar Po Bechavo, that so and so who is buried here should rest in dignity. Uzechuso Yamodli, and may his merit stand for me. A second custom is so once you've come inside, you, you make a request that the, that the person who is buried here should rest in dignity and his merit should stand for me. Another detail. There's a custom to put your hand on the, on the tombstone, on the gravestone. You should use your left hand and not your right hand. And while you're using your left hand, the Yomar, as a Pasuk, you should say the verse, While you're holding it with your left hand, you should say the verse, then Hashem will guide you always, save your soul in times of drought and strengthen your bones, and you will be like a well-watered garden and like a spring of water whose waters never fail. Okay, so you're holding this tombstone with your left hand, you said this verse, and now you can and now you continue. Lie in Petishkav Bishalom, lie in peace, Vesishan Bishalom, and sleep in peace, at Bomenachim Ashmiya Shalom until the arrival of the one who consoles, until the arrival of Mashiach announcing peace. That is what we say while there. While your hand is your left hand is on the gravestone, you should have in mind the aforementioned verse of Nachacha. Why? Because it has 15 words corresponding to the 15 joints of the hand. Moshe, are you with me? Uh, yeah, I was looking at this one, not fasting. We'll get there in a minute, but I want to just point out, could anyone tell me how many words are in the verse? We mentioned it earlier. Just count the words. How many words are in it? Vinachacha. Seventeen. So it has been noted that there's seventeen words, and it's unclear why what the specific mention was of fifteen words in the fifteen joints of the hand. Just to, just to. one should not visit one grave twice in one day. So if you went to visit a grave, you should not go a second time in the same day. Regarding one who reads the writing on a gravestone, this is really, really like, it's fascinating. If the letters are protruding, it has a harmful effect on his memory. So if you go to a cemetery, some of the tombstones, the letters are protruding and some of them are engraved. Looking at a tombstone that the words are protruding is harmful for your memory. It is a segula, a mystical aid to prevent harm that may otherwise result from do, doing, doing this to say the, the paragraph right before the Shema. So let's quickly review the items we mentioned. Number one we, we mentioned is that it's a custom to go every Rosh Hashanah to pray at the gravesite of holy people. Why do we go there? And while we're there, you give charity to the poor and you recite many supplications. And we're, we're arousing the righteous people who were buried there to advocate for our good. Now, what does that mean? It doesn't mean that we're specifically talking to them. It means that we're praying to Hashem that in the merit of those buried there, He should help us. 
When you arrive there, we said, you should say a special blessing if you have, if you have not been there in 30 days. When you come there, you should say this verse of if the person buried here should rest in dignity, etc. You should place your left hand on the tombs on the gravestone and say the verse that we mentioned at 17 words. Um, you should not go twice in one day to a grave and you should be careful not to look at a gravestone that the words are protruding. Any questions? Yeah, go ahead. Why the left hand? I think, in a sense, it's a sign of, of acceptance of the right hand of your hand of strength. And we say the left hand is the hand of the weaker hand. For example, when you take off your tefillin, you're supposed to take off your tefillin with the left hand. It's just oh, a thought. Can you take it off? I'm sorry, good point. I meant to say your head tefillin. Oh, the head filling you should specifically remove it with your left hand. It's a sign of saying, I really don't want to do this, but I'm going to do that, That's just a thought that comes to mind about the left. Um, are there laws about how to engrave letters on a tombstone? Do they have to be protruding or do they have to be engraved? Like so what we're learning here is I, they should be engraved, not protruding. Not they should not be protruding letters. So That's if it's protruding, then it's not kosher? No, no, no. It's kosher. It's not the best thing. Oh. Now, um, are there laws about how you place a tombstone? Can it be standing up? Can it be laying down? I'm not familiar. Is there any? I'm, I'm not familiar. Um, to the best of my knowledge, not, but I don't, I'm not, I haven't learned. I know you're not supposed to put pictures on it, right? I'm not familiar. I, I don't know. You're not supposed to build statues. <laughs> build statues are separate. Right, we don't, a Jew doesn't build a statue. I've never seen a statue at a Jewish statue. Right. Well, it's almost one of the Ten Commandments. But uh, basically, you shouldn't build Hashem, and a human being is in the form of Hashem. Losasun iti. Don't make me. And a human looks like Hashem. Because yeah, I've never seen a statue. Right, right. That would not be appropriate. Number four, another question, Moshe? No, I was going to say on that note, that's what makes the job of some archaeologists difficult when they excavate the ancient Israel. Yeah. Because they didn't have statues. I mean, they did, but it was going to the idol worshiper. Interesting, interesting, right. Um, but Number 14. On Erev Rosh Hashanah, the custom is that all fast until after Mincha. Very interesting. The Kitzer here says, everybody fasts until after Mincha. It's not personally a custom I'm aware of. But here the Kitzer says, everyone has such a custom until after Mincha. And at that time, one should partake of some food so that he does not enter Yom Kippur when he is pain, Yom Tov, sorry, when he is pained by hunger. We don't want you to enter Yom Tov with hunger pains. Throughout the entire day of Erev Rosh Hashanah, one should be involved in Torah, mitzvot, and tshuva repentance. And certainly, oftentimes people think, I'll deal with my big sins before Yom Kippur. You know, I'll ask for forgiveness. Says the Kitzer, no, no, no. One should be involved with rectifying sins that are between man and his friend, and he should not wait until the day before Yom Kippur to address these sins. But he should do so in advance on this day and seek forgiveness from his fellow man. So it's appropriate even before the court day of Rosh Hashanah 
to go ahead and ask forgiveness for any sins. Now it's a, it's a holy day and therefore we want to be prepared properly, we want to look appropriate, and therefore number 15, one should launder his clothing and take a haircut on Erev Rosh Hashanah, you should clean your clothing and, and get a haircut in honor of Yom Tov. Additionally, he should take care to shave before the halachic midday. Once midday happens and it's, it's right before Yom Tov, we say a lot of things shouldn't be done. You shouldn't be anymore taking a haircut or you shouldn't be... Um, you should be getting ready for the Yom Tov in a whole different level. We immerse in a mikvah we immerse in a mikvah prior to Rosh Hashanah and on Rosh Hashanah we wear Shabbos clothing to demonstrate that we are confident in Hashem's kindness, blessed be His name, that He will bring out our verdict favorably. So we want to go ahead and wear our best actually as a sign that we're confident that we're going we're gonna to be dancing after this, this court case. 16, on Erev Rosh Hashanah, after Shachras, we have a custom that we annul all vows. Are you familiar with the Hataras Nadarm annulment of vows? It is customary to perform the annulment of vows on Erev Rosh Hashanah. And actually, we find the, the letters of the month of Elul hidden inside of the words referring to annulment of vows. How do we see this? An allusion to, an allusion to this can be found in the verse discussing vows which says Lo yachel kechol. he shall not disgrace, desecrate his words according to whatever comes from his mouth and if you look at the last letter of Lo yachel kechol, what does it spell? What are, the, what are the last letters of each of those four words? Can you say it out loud, Yosef? Elul the final letters of these words you should not desecrate your word spell the word Elul, hinting that we want to make sure we remove all vows and you don't, God forbid, um, transgress a vow that you have made. One who does not understand what he is saying in the Holy Tongue Hebrew should say it in the recital of the annulment in the Yiddish language. This is because when the Kitzah wrote his Sefer, Yiddish was the understood language in a way that he will, he will understand. We need to understand what we are saying, what we're pronouncing, and therefore it's crucial that we say it in a language we understand. Any questions on the conclusion of the month of Elul? 